Liam, brother, thanks for joining us on the show, man. How are you? Glad to be here. Real well. How are you? How are you? Good, 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 man. This is this is this uh the post roll. You know, we've had the pre-roll convo. Now we're doing the real thing. Mm. Kind of the weird, you know, like reintroduction. I've just noticed that it's kind of like a weird thing. But for those people that have just sort of dropped into the conversation. You know, of course, uh, we're talking about the new Idol Ruin, which is, uh, man, I've heard it, and it's fucking amazing, dude. So oh, thank said, you. I was mowing the lawn to it today. I was driving to it today. Like, it's a it's a thrash death record for all occasions. Yeah, for uh, many occasions, and I guess, yeah, uh, we, we tend to see uh, a lot of people have uh, said that we straddle between the uh, boundaries of uh, thrash and death metal. So I call it black and death thrash or black and death grind thrash or, or gr- black and death grind D beat thrash or whatever, you know, we, we already have too many sub genres in metal and it's only just getting worse. Now we need to add at least a few more in there. You know, it needs to be <laughs> like in these black and death thrash. And they go, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's going to have a, a post in there somewhere as well. Yeah. And I love it though. Like I, I think there needs to be more bands like that because it ticks all the boxes for me. You know, I love my thrashy stuff. I love my deathy shit. I love the black and stuff. Man, it's it's all the all the genres that I love all in one. So like going back though, this is something. I, what what made you want to blend all those genres together, the sub genres? Um, it's interesting because um. Well, previously I, I played in uh, thrash bands and a lot of sort of traditional style metal bands. And um, when I wanted to start some, my own project, which ultimately became Idle Ruin, I wasn't thinking so much about the genres consciously. And a, a lot of musicians will say that, but like I was thinking more about like kind of kind of writing what how how I would respond as an audience member. So like. Yep. Um, for example, we've got some of those really DB songs in there. To me, that tempo is just the perfect headbanging tempo. Um, and you know, songs that are that have the the shout back choruses and the fifth fist pump action sort of stuff. That was basically all I had in mind when I was writing these songs. Um, <laughs> that's basically it, really. Um, it wasn't really just a conscious sort of oh, you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Let's all add it together. It was, it was, yeah. Just writing the music that I wanted to hear, which I know is such a contrived statement, but it's kind of true and I'm not guilty of it. It's good. I love it, dude. I love it. And, and you know, I, I love you, what you're doing musically with this band. Cause as I said, it, 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 you know, it's all those things that I love about, about metal, but how are you feeling about the album coming out? It's less than a month away now, I believe. By the time this goes up, but how are you feeling about it? It's exciting, dude. Pretty exciting. I mean, uh, it's, I mean, you, you as a musician yourself, having done recordings in the past, you get to that stage where it's like exciting. And then you've listened to the master over and over again. You start to get sick of it, but um, no, we're, we're, we're still really, really happy to get it all done. And we're looking forward to releasing it in, uh, in the new year. So we're, we're, we want to hear what uh, everyone else has to say about it. And uh, yeah, see Share it with the world. 
And it was produced and mixed by Brendan Auld at, at Black, was it Black Blood Audio? Black Blood, yeah. Yeah, that's in Brisbane. So, um, yeah, correct, yeah. Um, so he, he uh, Pip, Brendan, he did our um, first EP and the, the split that we did. And um, he's, done, he's done our album as well. Uh, he's done a lot of great bands, uh, including like his own his own bands like Descent and Resin Tomb. Um, he's he's done Pastelance, Bone Marrow, um, uh, Daedric Armor recently as well, and um, yeah, a bunch of really awesome like death metal, hardcore crossover uh, crossover bands. So yeah, um, we went with him because we didn't really want to go with someone who had preconceived ideas of how um of, of thrash metal we wanted to go with a death metal guy who also had that punk background mm. just to get that sort of really raw edgy edgy sound how did he push you guys this time you know to get the best out of you you know you worked with him before so obviously you've gone past that initial you know getting to know you sort of thing in the studio but how, how did he get the best out of you guys this time yeah working with pip is really good um He's not just your, your standard engineer where he just hits record and off you go. Uh, he'll always come up with suggestions and be like, oh, how can we make that, that feel a little bit better? How can we do that vocal technique a little bit better? He'll even offer like suggestions on best distortion for the, for the amps and guitars and uh, even, you know, bass sounds. Um, he had like about five different snare drums that we trialed before we did the drums. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he'll he'll offer suggestions he'll take some of, of, of your own suggestions as well um but yeah like i said he's not that 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 kind of traditional engineer we just hits record off you go he, he works with you he, and he, he's good like that i mean how was it writing this one uh you know compared to the first one you know as a drummer as a, as a singer as well how, how was the process this time that was it any different Mm, um, the album was a bit more of a collaborative uh, effort between Tim, Caleb, and myself. Um, the first two EPs I wrote entirely. Um, funny story. Uh, I've said this before in interviews, but I'll say it again. Um, the first EP, I wrote all the songs, tabbed them all, gave them to Caleb to learn. Because a lot of my music theory is based on piano, not guitar. He had oh, to well, retab okay. them so they'll... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, he had to... I, yeah, the, the old saying goes, don't get a drummer to write your songs for you. Well, same here. Uh, he had to rewrite them all so that he, that he could physically play them. Mm. But, uh, but um, yeah, this, this, this time was a bit more of a collaborative effort. Tim, Caleb, they, they wrote songs for this record. Um, they came up with some great stuff. We basically wrote full songs, brought them to the table, be like, that's sweet. Um, maybe change a little bit here, change a little bit there. Um, there was one song I brought to the table. The guys were like, hey, can we add this riff that we came up with? I'm like, absolutely go nuts. And um, yeah, that, that's nine songs later and here we are. Awesome. Awesome. Well, a concept wise though, the album, it refers to uh, Brisbane's early days as the, was it the Morton Bay Prison Colony? And the, the, the title does, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a recurring motif in a lot of our music is writing uh, about true crime and horror in Brisbane. Yep. Um, the fell tyrant is, is a reference to the Morton Bay penal settlement, a uh, reference to the commandant of uh, Patrick Logan, who was known to be quite um, barbaric uh, to the, to the prisoners. And um, 
yeah, the, the front cover is, is him entering hell with the souls of the prisoners waiting for him. That's cool. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. I kept looking at it going, oh, that's so brutal. But, uh, man, I, I, it's interesting, though, because I, I don't think, I mean, when it, lyrics with death metal and thrash and stuff, it's usually about the system, you know, and fighting the man and things like that. So I find it interesting that you guys have gone down that road of true crime and and especially local law, because that's something that really interests me, especially, I, I guess, Gold, the Gold Coast stuff down here as well. So I don't know too much about, you know, the Brisbane law and stuff. Is that something that you sort of tend to dig into when prepping songs, lyrics and stuff like that? Yeah, and, and, and it's not the only thing that we write about. Like, um, Sycophant, which was our recent single, um, that was really about, it's all in the title, Sycophants. Um, Delta Hexatoxin was about, you know, how one bad apple can spoil a bunch and that can be applied to many different systems. Uh, whether it be an ecosystem, a, um, a social community, or um, a physical system. But um, yeah, I don't know. Brisbane, local Brisbane history has always fascinated me. And it, it was always, I there were so many different different stories that were not being told. And I felt, well, you know, we can we can write about them. But you get a lot of Brisbane punk bands that sing, um, I think the Dream Killers have sung a few uh, good songs about Brisbane law and stuff that like that. But um so many good stories that are just getting buried and and, and almost forgotten. Mm. And I guess we're just not letting them get forgotten. Have you ever got, gone on one of those tours? You know, where you go uh, with the city tours and they, you know, they share all the haunted places and stuff like that. Matter of fact, yes. Um, the, the founder of those tours and the guy who writes a lot of the books where I've, I've, I first heard about all of these stories. He, he actually came to one of our shows this yeah, year. Cool. And uh, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Like finally meeting this guy and him hearing there was this, you know, death metal band in Brisbane writing stuff that, uh, you know, he was, he too was, was keeping these stories alive. And no, it was, it was, it was great, great to meet that. Uh, Jack Sim is his name. And it was really good to meet him. Are there any other sort of lore or stories that you'd want to draw from for future releases or maybe even work with him on, on a, a concept possibly? Yeah, so I've got a, I've got a few books on the shelf right behind me. Um, so there's plenty of material to draw from, and lots of other like stories I've just heard from um, from Chatter and and Banzo, uh, that we can we can always draw from. And I, again, it's just such a rich history that is almost forgotten. Mm. Um, and plenty plenty of plenty of uh, folk tales that we can um, that that should be ta- that should be spoken about. I agree. I actually want to uh, do some digging. Have some stuff down here and 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 do a, a a podcast that deals with a lot of the local stuff that I'm interested. Maybe we should um, <laughs> maybe we should dig into the well of uh, Gold Coast folklore as well. I mean, mm. yeah. Hey man, there's some shit that's happened down here. I tell you, but um, that's that's for another podcast. But do you have one one story in particular that you've drawn from that has influenced you musically the most? I'm going to have to say it's the Devil's Trade, our first single from the first EP. Mm. Um, that was actually a song I'd originally written for Malachite back in the day, the, the band I used to play for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I, and that was that was probably my first sort of foray into a lot of the local history was uh, I read this book called Haunted Brisbane. It was by Jack Sim. And the story was about a... Uh, 
uh, a printing office, the government printing office in the city, had two statues of Lucifer on top of the building. And the rumor was that if workers didn't remove their wedding rings, shit would happen to them. One young guy ignored the warnings. And you've got to remember these printing presses were like the size of a room at the time. Uh, the machine jammed. He had to crawl under to try and fix it. As he was trying to fix it, the machine came back to life and crushed and killed him. Oh. And uh, spat out his wedding ring, apparently. And um, I, was, I made the mistake of reading that story, 2 a.m., Home Alone. Skipped the shit out of me. And what do I do the next day? Write a bloody song about it. <laughs> but um, that was the song. I, that, that was some lyrics I had in my back pocket for, for a long time. And um, when I, yeah, when I decided to start the band, that was pretty much the first uh, first sort of thing I went to. was like, okay, I'm going to bring this, this rejected Malachite song out. And yeah. So in terms of influ- influencing musically, maybe that one. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's a cool one, man. That's a cool one. I'm, I love hearing all those stories about the um, what's the arcade that's in there? What was the place that used to have the 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 roller coaster up the top? Ah, uh, um, Maya Center Tops. Yeah, 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 Tops. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go there all the time, man. Right, the thing, and man, I love hearing stories about that place. Apparently, it's a haunted as fuck. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I love all that stuff, man. I'm all about it. But uh, in terms of your drumming and singing at the same time, look, I can't even do this at the same time. So how, what's the trick? What's the... Well, when I thought, when I started Rider Ruin, I thought, well, I could either learn bass and start learning singing over that. Or I could just stick to the instrument I already know. And, you know, wherever I move, there's some flexibility there. And... Um, when I was drumming, when I was doing a lot of session drumming for a bunch of different bands in the past, my points of reference were the vocals. Mm. And I would sing along silently as I, I was as I was playing along, so I knew where I was. So I kind of got it from that. But also I'd done backing vocals while drumming before. And um, Malachite, we played our album launch in Brisbane, and then the guys went and partied until like 2 p.m. the next day. And uh, we, we had to play the Gold Coast the following night. And our singer, Muzz, he, he, he lost his voice. So I kind of just winged it and sang and drummed in his place. And I'm just like, hang on, I can actually do this. So <laughs> um, as for tips and advice, um, it's just practice. Like anything, it's just practice. I mean, singing and playing guitar is, is too independent. Um, things at, at once mm. and also like you, you're using four limbs when you when you're drumming you add vocals to that it's technically just what's one more so what's yeah. one more yeah just flailing yeah. around in in time yeah see i couldn't even do that i can't even play a basic beat but i can yell things um yeah no, I, I i just yell <laughs> things man it's it's all good well then it, it looks like you've actually had a pretty good year though um you know you you played some uh some kick-ass shows, did some traveling, and you and you played Frankie's, Frankie's Pizza, one of the last last ones, like we were. So, how was that for you? How was the the year? Yeah, we've had we've had a pretty good year. Um, it, it started off a little bit. How are you going? Because I mean, there was we had our East Coast tour booked in January, and that mm-hmm. got cancelled or postponed because uh, we all got COVID, and then um, 
And then the next gig that we uh, had booked after that got cancelled because of floods. But then the next gig we were going to do was the um, New Dead Festival in Adelaide, and yeah, that was that was incredible. Um, yeah, we played at like two p.m. but to a packed room, and uh, that was that was amazing. Like, and uh, we eventually did do our um, our East Coast tour in September October, and we did Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney. And yeah, Adelaide is slowly becoming one of my favorite places to play. Uh, it's just we 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 did a show with the Shatterbrain Boys. Yeah, uh, I think you had them. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout out those boys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Ryan? <laughs> and um, and uh, Ryan was like, "Hey, you're flying out tomorrow?" I said, "No, no, no. We're we're flying out in the, in a, a couple of days." He goes, "Good. You're playing a house party at mine tomorrow night." And that was probably one of the one of the funnest shows we, that we had on the tour. But Sydney. Uh, almost didn't happen. We got, we booked our flights for like 11 o'clock to fly down. And I wake up at 6 a.m. with a message on my phone saying, your gate is open. Oh, So they changed, they changed the flights without even notifying us, but we managed to get it good in the end. We got, we got our flights later in the day. We got to the venue just in time before we had to play. And then um, the, ne- uh, the next night we played Frankie's. We did two shows in Sydney. The next night we played at Frankie's and uh, it was good, but it was, it was sad because we knew the place was, was, was going soon. And uh, we had a really good time, partied until about uh, 2 a.m. and caught up with a friend who I hadn't seen in like 12 years. And she was like, oh, let's go to King's Cross. And we're like, no, no, time for bed. <laughs> we had a night like that. It was, it was, it was a good time, and uh, the bands that we played with, Livewire and uh, Head in a Jar, great dudes, and and fun, fun to play with. Well, you're not done yet, are you? You've still you're wrapping up the year with uh, Descent, uh, Pustinlets, and and Crave Death on uh, December 28. That is correct. Yeah, the Bearded Lady. So we've right. got that, and then we're entering the year with our album launch on January 21. Yeah. And, uh, we uh, we haven't announced anything official yet, but we do have some interstate shows uh, lined up. And um, for those of you who have been thinking, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check out Idle Ruin one day, you might want to come to these shows because they will be our last in Australia before uh, before I leave for Berlin. You're going to Berlin? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in Berlin? Uh, move, moving to live there. What? Yeah. Wow, dude. So... What's uh? What's okay? That's that's. I didn't see that coming. So when's that happening? April. Wow, dude. So what's that mean for Idle Ruin? You move all relocating, or you? What's uh? What's going to happen? I I intend on continuing Idle Ruin when I move. Yep. Uh, I had I had never actually intended to start Idle Ruin initially here. Uh, my partner and I were planning on moving to the UK back in twenty twenty. Yeah, and then um, I was in the midst of creating the Idol Ruin demo, uh, which became the EP. But that was going to be a demo that I was going to hand to people when I got to the UK to get a lineup with. Yep. And uh, we all thought COVID was just going to be a few months. Wait for it all. Yeah, uh, two years later. Mm. But uh, no, we've had we've had some some good times here in Australia. Um, and uh, yeah, I do intend on on continuing the the project when I when I get over. That's awesome, man. Hey, congrats. 
You got a big wide world out there, brother. Especially Europe, man. That's the dream, hey. That for me, that's that's the dream would be to like to Europe and Japan. Yeah, it's been it's been my yeah, it's been been a dream of mine as well to to play Europe and uh, hopefully hopefully we can achieve that. Ah, you can do it. You'll do it. No worries. No worries at all. So that's that's exciting, man. That's exciting. And that album launch, uh, that's with uh, regular Gonzalez. Good, good, good cats. Uh, Greg. Yeah, wearing Greg. this shirt right now. Hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> pronounced Greg? Greek? Greg? Greek. Greek? Greek? Greek. 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 See, this is, yeah. yeah. I got to learn how to speak English. Um, and Hell's Horizon, who are also launching uh, their release as well. At the beat of it's gonna be a good one, man. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Greg, uh, regular Gonzalez, who are awesome. Glad we, we could get them on on, on the, the bill because we've been wanting to play with them for ages. Mm. And uh, yeah, Hell's Horizon are launching their their debut EP. I've got the flyer right here. Hey, there you go. <laughs> nice. So January twenty-one. Yeah, hopefully, a lot of you can uh, come to that. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna come play uh, Goldie? Got plans for the Goldie at, at all before you? Not at the moment, but we're we're working on it. Okay, that'd be cool. Cool to see you down here before you fuck off. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, last time we played Goldie, that was um, that was with Shatterbrain when they came. Yeah, here. that was at Vinny's. Vinny's, yeah, which is awesome venue, but. Uh, yeah, we um we played there with Entrapment and Shadow Brandon. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I was there. You were there. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I was I was a bit how's it going? Had a few beers, but um I was there. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a damn good time. But uh of course, I mean, you got all that happening. What is there anything else? Uh, any other sneaky news you can you can drop some some new moich or some uh what do you what do you got? Yeah, currently we've got our um we've got two runs of shirts at the moment, the Delta Hexatoxin shirts, the single that we've just been making lots and lots of memes about. Uh we've got to come up with some new fresh memes for the the new new single. Yeah. Um and then uh yeah, also the Gods of Glass shirts. Uh we we're we're looking to get some more shirts done pretty soon for the album. So yeah, see what uh see what else we can uh together awesome man awesome some, some merch packages for the launch and 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 uh might throw in a competition or something like 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 we did with the vinyls with uh did you did you see that one no what was oh the, what was the, hey yeah 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 fill us in um it was the um the competition we had with uh because our guitarist caleb is tall it was like guess guess how tall he is in cds and uh <laughs> Yeah, that was um, we got. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of great great uh, responses to that. But um, yeah, that was for the the very first uh, pressing of the, like I think the one of the test prints of the vinyl yeah, wow. that we gave away awesome. for yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> and that is awesome. That is is the fell tyrant coming out on vine. We've had a lot of requests for it uh, at the moment. We're just focusing on CD and digital, and then we're going to work on vinyl later. Yeah, awesome. Pull me down um, 40 copies. Waiting lists for vinyl are not always guaranteed at the moment. So we're just going to focus on the on the two um, formats that we know will have quick turnaround and then we'll do vinyl later. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, dude, it's been uh, really cool hanging out with you on the show. 
<laughs> We've been saying we're going to do it for a long time and we finally uh, made it happen. appreciate you uh, hanging out, dude. We'll have all the links to uh, the Phil Tyrant down here. January, it's uh, going to crush everything. It's awesome. As I said, for mowing the lawn, driving, thrashing, drinking. It's it's an album for uh, all different occasions. All I've, different occasions. Yes. You can uh, brush your teeth to it. You can. Yeah, man. Get eat, it done real quick. Eat, breakfast, whatever meal of the day you want. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it gets you through. It gets you through. It gets you through. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I love it. But, uh, bro, hey, I'll uh, I'll see you very, very soon. And uh, thanks again for hanging out. Thanks for having me. And I see you rocking out the uh, the Death Clock shirt. I remember, I remember yeah. your birthday gig. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I'm wearing, yeah, I just grabbed it. I was wearing, I was wearing some grubby old shirt before. I was like, oh, I gotta look myself, gotta look somewhat presentable. <laughs> Straight out of the pile. But um, yeah.